Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Concrete Pastures. My name is Nancy Mulemoisisi. And if you're new here, thank you so much for joining me. Concrete Pastures is a platform for us immigrants, for us dreamers to inspire each other through our stories. And we also give you insight on what it's like to be an immigrant anywhere in the world. Today, my guest is Angolan. And if you're not familiar with Angola, they had a civil war from November 11th, to be exact, 1975. This war changed a lot of people's lives, and this war destroyed a lot of people's lives. The war lasted for 27 years, and by the time the war ended in 2002, 800,000 lives were lost. Today's guest life was changed. Her family lives were changed because of the war in her country. Her name is Lydia Powers. I'm so excited that she's here. I believe this is a conversation that needs to be had. She's a single mom to an amazing teenager. She's a nurse. She's a purpose empowerment coach for single moms and soon to be a podcaster. I can't wait to be on her podcast. She's also empowers other single moms struggling with mom shame of single motherhood break free and she helps them step out of, you know, to chase their God purpose and find fulfillment. Please welcome Lydia Powers. Lydia, if I missed anything, please welcome. <laughs> yeah, I see you are calling me Lydia Powers and that's... Um, uh, the name I go by, which represents my brand as a purpose empowerment coach for single moms. So yeah, thank you. And uh, I'm very uh, excited to be here on your podcast as one of, you know, your guests. So Yay. I, <laughs> it's my pleasure to be granted this opportunity. So yeah, as you already introduced me, uh, my name is Lydia and I am a single mom of a teen, a purpose empowerment coach, and my passion for that really comes as a single mom myself, having struggled a lot with shame. I found myself shrinking in many ways and areas in my life. And so when um, I felt the call on my life to, you know, step out and do what God has purposed me for, I was, you know, full of shame and self-doubt because I felt like I wasn't worth of, you know, living out my purpose. But once I was able to break free, I was able to, you know, do that and step out in confidence. And now I find fulfillment, you know, in helping other single moms, which is something that, you know, was lacking. And I am very overjoyed, you know, to believe in what I'm living now. <laughs> Even though, you know, uh, I'm here to, you know, speak about my immigrant experience as, you know, someone who relocated from Angola to Zambia. So my story started of uh, an immigrant uh, started from me moving from Angola to Zambia. Um, and so I, my mom and my siblings, you know, traveled there. And so uh, when we went there, we had gone to 
my mom's uh, mother who is my grandma and that's where I was left to you know start school and I think the idea here was that my parents thought you know Zambia was going to be a better place for us to be able to you know go to school because of you know the problems that our country was facing then due to war and i must say it was quite an experience because i never stayed at my grandma for the entire time i was there i my life was made up of you know moving from one home to another and i think one of the things that caused that was because when i was at my grandma's i used to walk probably like maybe 4 miles or so to school And so I think with that distance my parents were able to find a place elsewhere for me which happened to be you know my uncle's place where I ended up moving I think when I was probably like in my fourth or third grade I don't remember very well because it's been far out yeah and so I ended up there but some things weren't just you know as favorable for me when it came to like you know just life wise and so one of my other uncles offered you know to live with me and that's how i ended up <laughs> moving from northwestern province where my grandma was to mutenda which is um a city closer to chingolo and then <laughs> finally ending up now in copperbelt which is bonsha So I went to Impelembe Primary School which is where I finalized my primary school and then uh ended up going to Wonsha Girls Secondary School where I studied from grade 8 to 9 and then my uncle ended up moving to Lusaka and that's how I found myself at Matero Girls and from Matero Girls ended up again in Mumbwa High School and that's where I was able to finalize my high school in 2000. I think it was in year 2000. Yes. So that's how <laughs> my story went. Got it. Um I mean I was born and raised in Zambia, so your story, mm-hmm. your experience of Zambia is different from me. Yeah. And um being that you were being moved from one relative to the other and one relative where was your mother at this time? Oh, my mom had returned as soon as she took me to my grandma. She returned back home, which is in Angola, and I remember during the years that I was, you know, being moved from one place to another, she would come, you know, visit us maybe like for a few months and then she would return. So she did that sometimes yearly and sometimes it would be like maybe after some 2-3 years like that. So at least you know I was able to like you know have some time with her and then she would leave again which was a sad moment you know because I would always ask her <laughs> to me it felt like I was abandoned because I would always mm. ask I'm like mom why why leave me here like you know I want to go back to be with you and she would always tell me that no you are actually here for school i think it's better for you to be here but i didn't really see the value and i think my entire time there you know was one that you know was full of questions because i really didn't enjoy you know being uh, moved from one house to another as you can imagine there was a lot of like you know detachment going on you try to adapt to this environment when it came to like you know even uh, school wise 
and then I would be detached again, moved again. So there wasn't that sense of stability really growing up, mm. which kind of also affected me um, in the way I, you know, connected with people and even with my friendships. <laughs> yeah. No, that can really affect you for a long time. Being that, because your parents were in Angola because of the war, just yes. so the audience can understand. And this way to keep you safe, they moved you to Zambia to at least have some refugee in a way. Um, but you being moved from one house to the next, it, it can bring a lot of damage in the child's head and the child's mind. And I, I don't even know how to explain it because that's your experience on how you must have felt because I cannot imagine being moved to one place to the other and not having that stability. Because when, when growing up, I think it's important for children to have that stability okay. and um, not being moved to one place to the other. So when you graduated high school, did you ever move back to Angola? Yeah, so after I uh, graduated from Mumba boarding school, I stayed in Zambia for a year before my mom came to actually get me. And then I think in 2002, that's when I left to go to Angola. <laughs> And I tell you, that was an experience. As you mentioned, that was the time when the war was over. And so in 2002, I remember, you know, being home, you know, and we were seated outside. It was one evening. And then I saw like, you know, just more like a, I don't know how to explain it. Not really a firework, not really fireworks because I hadn't had much experience with the fireworks then. But I saw like, you know, red lights just, you know, cross over the, mm-hmm. the, the, the yard, like, phew, phew, phew. And then I would hear noise, pa, 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 pa. And then I'm like, mom, what's going on? And they were like, hi, it's probably guns, people. It's probably, you know, guns, uh, people are just shooting. And I'm like, just shooting? What is, what is that supposed to, to mean? And so I stood up and I just decided to go inside the house. And then uh, they were just seated outside like nothing was happening. And I was, you know, really scared. And I remember my mom coming to me and find and, 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 and found me, you know, like seated in the corner of one of the rooms and I was like, mm-hmm. Mommy, I wanna I wanna go in the fridge. I know if I go under the bed, you know, a bullet may just come through the roof and probably penetrate through the mattress and hit me. I think I'll be safe in the fridge. And for me looking at the makeup of the fridge, I'm like, you know, this is something that you know can uh kind of like block you know, a mm-hmm. bullet if it was to come through. But then at the same time, I'm not thinking that, you know, if I go inside there and my mom had like really a, a long deep freeze. And I think the reason why I didn't ask to get in that is because it was working, but we had a fridge that was not working. So I thought like, okay, at least I can go in that fridge because it's not cold. But it was very funny um, to them because they were like laughing and I'm like, how come these people are laughing? And I started crying. I was like, mommy, take me back to Zambia. Why did you bring me here? Take me back. Mm-hmm. And they are like, what do you mean? This is home. Where are we going to take you back? And so I think they were curious too. And they turned on the TV only to see that, hey, you know, people are celebrating because, you know, they, Savini, who was, you know, then our 
other, you know, president, but not the ruling uh, president, the one yeah. who was labeled as the rebel because he's the one that was fighting with the ruling party, which was yes. um, then Edouard de Santos. And so it was just people apparently ce- celebrating that, you know, the war is over now that, you know, the other uh, president who was fighting with the current president was dead. Got it. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing. A lot of people can relate to this, to you, uh, to your story. It's heavy even for me to even listen to you right now. So do you ha- did you have any siblings? Did they, uh, were you the only one that was sent away? Or were you just, were there everybody no. in Angola and you were just the only one? No, actually, um, my other siblings also followed behind because I think one thing that my parents uh, did was they would wait until we were at the age where we could be enrolled in school. And so that's when they were like, you know, send us to Zambia and so as each one of them you know reached the age of seven they would like you know send them but we all ended up living you know in different <laughs> homes we we never got to live together so like it was a little I, even though my the, I think three of my siblings ended up you know living with one of my aunties and I remember going there for vacations and you know kind of like getting some time with them especially when my mom would come so we would like meet at her sister's you know house where we all spent the vacation so that was the time that me and my siblings would like have together and I think as someone who who has gone through that experience looking back I can just you know sometimes wish that I had the opportunity to just you know live in the house with my parents and get to you know grow together with my brother and just kind of experience that relationship with my siblings but we never had that so that's one thing that war stole from us um I'm so sorry that you guys had to go through that a lot of countries that have experienced war i'm sure i can relate to your story to you and your family be not being able to spend their time together as a family and it's important to have that bond with your siblings i cannot imagine not having a bond that i have with my sisters right now and i'm so sorry that your family went through that i know you only didn't go to zambia you also had a chance to go to Namibia. I want to dive into that. How was your experience in Windhoek? <laughs> I must say it was great. And as you can hear me giggle, <laughs> I, think what, I think what made it great for me then was because that was my decision to go there. Because okay. I remember, uh, I remember when I had returned back home to Angola, I wanted to, like, you know, further my education, but because I had a, a problem with, you know, the language barrier, because having stayed for a long time in, in Zambia, I didn't have anybody to communicate with in Portuguese, so I ended up losing that side of me. And so returning back, it was hard for me to kind of, like, transition and go into a school that teaches Portuguese so I was like okay it's either I go back to Zambia or I'll go to Namibia and so when I presented these options to my parents they recommended that I go to Namibia and so that's how I ended up there but it didn't really start 
as as just me waking up and saying I'm going there. I remember I was already working by then and me and my colleague decided that we wanted to make a trip there. And so when we went there, kind of like, you know, fall in love with Windhoek. And then I met some Angolans that were there studying. So it got uh, my interest and I started asking questions. And so when they, when they told me, you know, the process and, you know, how they were able to get there, as soon as I returned to Angola, I was like, okay, I think that could be an option. And so that's how I went uh, to Namibia. When I went to Namibia, it was actually for me to, like, you know, go to school. There were some programs that I was interested in that I went to do there. So that's how I ended up there. Oh, nice. It's always good to have a community wherever you go. And the fact that you found at least some country mates from Angola, so that helped with the experience, right? Yes, it did. And I think also one other thing that helped a lot is because I discovered that my church was also there that I was attending in Angola. So when I, you know, decided to join, it's just like they were so welcoming and it made me feel home. So the transition wasn't as, as, as hard being that I was an adult and I could find myself around and just, you know, being around a community of people that I can relate to. So that was a little more easy compared to being in, in Zambia. Got it. So if someone is, let's say, in Africa, here in America, they are looking to move to Namibia, let's say, uh, what advice would you give them since you had a great experience there? What should they be looking out for? What should they prepare for? I think my advice for anyone who is trying to migrate to any country is that you should know about the country and also have the purpose or the reason why you want to go to that country. And I think for me, being there first and kind of, you know, scanning the area to see what it's about kind of helped me to at least have in mind already and picture what is it that, how my experience was going to be there. And so that um, is one advice that I would give to anyone wanting to migrate that, you know, find out about the country and also have a plan. Yeah, I like that. I really like that. Like, And I like the fact that you went there first before you actually made the move to see yes. how, how to actually move there. So I think testing the waters, this is something that everybody's sharing also. Um, I had another interview where someone said, get information, come and test the waters. So we're kind of saying things in the same uh, lines. See, have a plan and also go there and test the waters to see if this is actually what you want to do before you actually make the big move. But sometimes you make a big move and you end up hating it or things yeah, don't align exactly. the way you want them to align. You don't want to waste your time and feel like the big disappointment. You don't want to have that. So I ask this question to everybody that comes on the podcast. At this point in your life, I mean, you've been to Zambia, you've been to Angola, which is your home country. You've been to Namibia, Windhoek, and now you reside in America. Would you say you found your concrete pastures? Oh, yeah. That's a nice question. I think uh, with where I am in my life, I would say no. Wow. Okay. Do you mind explaining? <laughs> well, I feel like I'm in a season whereby 
God is still kind of working on me when it comes to like, you know, really me defining what I really want out of life and what my priority is at this moment. And even though I know exactly what is it that, you know, I'm being called to do, I know that there's more to it other than just me empowering other women, you know, who are going through the same experience as I was, you know, shame um, as someone who was disowned after having a child out of wordlock and shamed by, you know, the church. As I am transitioning, going through this process and, 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 and stepping out into my purpose, I think my prayer is that God helps me or sends me or leads me to where I'm going to be more impactful when it comes to like, you know, what God is trying to do with my life. And I think that's why at the moment I can't say where exactly and I don't want to put a cap on it. Wherever God says that this is it, that's where I'm going to go. Because at this moment, I can't really say that I found it here in the States or, you know, in my country or Namibia. I am open to where God sends me. Well said. I, um, I, I like um, your truth. I like you. Uh, I thank you so much for sharing your truth and for pouring into um, the community. What inspires you? What do you live by? And I know you're a woman of faith, but what do you live by? What inspires you? I am inspired by just, you know, learning every day, growing like in my faith and just helping other people that, you know, are struggling, you know, in areas that I know that I am equipped to help them to just empower them to like, you know, see life uh, beyond their limitations and understand that, you know, there is a greater purpose for each one of us. And once we find uh, that and allow ourselves, you know, to be used in that area, then we can really experience life to the fullest. And that's why I, I uh, stand by the saying that, you know, a purpose-influenced life is one that, you know, is fulfilled because when you align up with what your call or what your purpose, your God-given purpose is, you are able to, you know, really understand your worth and also find fulfillment in that. And what is life without fulfillment, you know? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I, I, I love that. Align yourself with purpose. I was yes. writing that down, actually. This, that's very, very good. Very inspirational. I'm so grateful for your insight on Zambia and for your insight on Namibia and uh, your own country, which is Angola. And I'm positive a lot of people are going to be inspired by your story. And I'm inspired by your story. Thank you. Because not everybody who's been through what you've been through are able to sit down right now to share their story. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. It's my pleasure. I am so grateful to Lydia for pouring into the community and for sharing her story the way she did. Today, as we record this, Russia and Ukraine are at war and the war is affecting the whole world. And in Lydia's case, she was affected by war in her own country. This forever changed her life. 
even though she had so much challenges, her life was changed, her family's life was changed, and feeling abandoned by her own parents, life can give you so much headaches to say the least. It's up to us as human beings to move past those challenges in life. I'm so happy that she had a great experience when she went to Namibia and to be able to choose and live the life that she wanted. And I'm so happy that she shared some of the tips that anybody that's moving anywhere in the world If you get a chance, go to the places that you're thinking and hoping and dreaming to go to first. Maybe as a visitor, if you know some people there, even if you don't know, get yourself some, you know, be friendly and get to know people around and ask what it's like to be in that country. What are the things needed to live in that country? Ask questions, do your research, Google some I'm, I'm I'm so happy that she was also able to share what she lives by, which is living a life of purpose. And living a life of purpose, I think it's all, uh, that's what all of us are trying to achieve. Being able to give back to where uh, to our communities in a way that we would love to, you know, in our own way that we're giving back. I'm grateful to you, Lydia, for joining me today. Thank you again for tuning in today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours. Share it with your family and friends. Tag me on your social media. I have Facebook. I have Instagram, whichever one that you use. I would also love to hear from you. Leave me a review. And if there's a topic you have in mind that you'd love for me to cover, let me know as well. Look out for new episodes every week on Mondays. And I truly appreciate you being part of the community and supporting the community. Until next time, keep dreaming. Born and